You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. Well, hello everybody and welcome to another Audacious Leadership podcast. We are so glad that you chose to create some space in order to grow and change and move forward in your leadership and so therefore in your life. We're believing that this is a growth season and so therefore to prepare for that growth we're going to do something called declutter and that's what this episode is all about, the declutter. I love those programs where um, an expert goes into somebody's house who's obviously having a problem with stuff. Um, some call them hoarders, but you can't really get through the house without having to like maneuver maneuver through, you know, stacks of magazines and all, all sorts of things. And by the end of the program, they've gone on this massive journey. And uh, I think one of my favorite things is that they discover all these items that are really valuable to them um, that they had forgotten about because it was underneath all of that stuff. And so, um, yeah, it's kind of a, a cool journey. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I myself, you know, I'm not a hoarder, but um, my neighbor is. I mean, I've, I mean, I've peeped through the glass because he's also stone deaf. And so therefore, when you knock on the door, he doesn't answer. So you have to go around the back and peep through the window. And he literally sits in like a little makeshift cubby hole amongst all the stuff. It like genuinely is like one of the things you see on TV. It's like in my neighbor's house. It's actually really sad. And the thing about those programs is they're like super emotional. Hey, really like emotional. it's not just about magazines or boxes. Yeah. It's like... There's tears. There's like so much that goes with this process of. It's like really emotional. Yeah. Getting rid of this stuff is like a is almost like a grieving experience, but by the end of it, they're they're loving it because they've actually got now what is really important to them that was always there, but they just didn't know it. So Glenn and I, I've got um, um, we're on a mission. We're on a mission with our house that we're going to declutter. Get rid of all the old stuff. Well, this is the season to do it. This is, we're coming into autumn. This is nature's declutter. Getting rid of some of the things that belong to a previous season to prepare for, I guess, for what's coming next. And as we feel that our next season is going to be all about growth, it's going to be really important that we get rid of stuff that we don't need or that's going to hold us back from moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. So what we're doing is we're concentrating on um, decluttering, not just, you know, stuff, but actually as leaders, we're concentrating on decluttering mindsets, negative ways of thinking, uh, or even, you know, as strong as seeing something like core beliefs. What are the things that we think um, that actually are not wrong or, or evil? This is not a, like a condemnation session, but actually it belongs to a previous season and to move forward we need to declutter what, what are the mindsets. You know, and we've all got them. So it's not like, you know, it, you're a bad person if you have a negative mindset or a core belief that just isn't true. We've all got them. For example, somebody might have a negative core belief that states that if I fail, then that somehow makes me an unworthy person. And that core belief, they might even know, might not know they have it, but it actually affects everything they do. Yeah, absolutely. There's common things, I guess, that come around, common 
um, ingredients to the narrative of our lives like I'm not good enough or I don't belong or I don't fit in or if people knew the real me, then they probably wouldn't like me or I'm a victim. We perhaps would, you know, suggest that we don't have those, but they, these are the things that we hear and they come round again and again and again. The power of these core beliefs, and I definitely resonate with just a couple of things that you stated, um, is that they affect our emotions and that's powerful. I mean, something that makes you feel angry or frustrated or sad or uh, demotivated. I mean, they have a massive effect on not just our emotions and our heart, but also our choices, the way we look at ourselves and the the um the behavior that we actually express yeah i suppose the presenting part of this is the behavior mm. not the mindset because you don't really see that and as leaders we're not exempt from this stuff this is it's not like you become a leader and you graduate from this kind of immature way of thinking no not at all in actual fact when you grow as a leader it can almost seem like this stuff gets worse yeah. it isn't getting worse but what happens is it's like we respond to the call of God as a leader. And so God says, all right then, and turns up the spiritual temperature in your life, which is great. But a, a signature of that is that it brings stuff to the surface. It's not new, although it feels like, oh, I'm, I'm getting worse. I, I, I'm going backwards here. Actually, you are going forward. It's just part of going forward is going, okay, this stuff is in there. You didn't know it, but you didn't need to know it because that you were at this level or at this point. If you're saying you want to move forward, then we've got to bring this stuff to the surface so that we can move forward. It's not going backwards. It's actually going forwards. Absolutely. That um, leadership can act as a bit of a magnifying glass or a little bit of a excavator. It brings all this stuff up to the surface. So don't, don't feel um, that you are like um, Paul said, that you're going backwards. In fact, as you grow in your leadership, you may have to tackle these things um, more than once. Yeah, again and again. Again and again. So why don't we look at what the Bible says? We're looking at John 15 verses 1 to 3, and we are taking it from the message translation. It reads, I am the real vine and my father is the farmer. This is Jesus speaking. He cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes and every branch that is grape bearing, he prunes back so that it will bear even more. You are already pruned back by the message that I have spoken. Verse four says, live in me, make your home in me just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine, you can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. This is a great scripture and three things that we can highlight from here is that growth comes from making our home in God, number one. And number two, that God is all about pruning our lives for more growth. And number three, that the pruning actually happens through his word. So seems like we've got to prune. We've got to declutter. We've said that multiple times, multiple ways. Question is, how do we do it? What do we physically need to do? What are the steps that we can take? Now we know we need to. How can we do it? So um, let's go with it. Here's the first thing you're going to do. This is how do we declutter our negative thoughts? The first thing we've got to do is recognize that we need to know what they are. 
We need to identify them. We need to know what these thoughts are. Some of them could be so familiar that we don't even realize we have them or we don't even realize that they are negative or they're having a negative impact on our behavior. And so we actually need to try and shine a spotlight or a magnifying glass or something on them to identify what they are. So what you're going to do is, this is a suggestion, this is an exercise, something you can do is you're going to track your thoughts. In other words, think about your thoughts. Sounds strange, but actually it's a good discipline. Track your thoughts for a week. What are some of the thoughts, um, the negative thoughts that you think over and over again? Now we have billions of thoughts. Yeah, of course, yeah. In one minute, we can have billions of thoughts. But what might be helpful is to actually be aware of when you're feeling stressed or when you're feeling sad or uncomfortable or frustrated or, or angry. If you can just be aware of when you're feeling like that and then stop and listen, just in a way, just asking yourself, okay, I feel like this, but what is it that I'm actually telling myself right at this moment that makes me feel like this? Once you've got that, whatever that thought is, um, write it down and there you've probably got maybe a core belief or a core negative belief. If you keep doing that, every time you're uncomfortable, every time you feel um, those uncomfortable feelings, um, you might actually see a pattern developing or some repetition in what you're actually putting down. Okay, so we're going to think about our thoughts. And then once we've kind of got a pattern or we can see something uh, repeating and we know, okay, this is this is a negative thought, this is a core belief. Next thing we're going to do is we're going to um, ask ourselves, how does that affect my behavior? What is the fruit of that thought? And it could be, there'd be multiple contexts. It might be, how does this thought um, affect my relationships or the way I interact with others? How does this thought affect the way I view myself? My Sounds weird, but my relationship with myself. Um, how does this therefore affect my leadership? And when we start to connect the thought with the negative impact, that's going to start getting some motivation. We're like, I don't want that fruit in my life, so I'm going to have to do something about it. That's right. And in the passage that we read in John 15, it says that the disciples are pruned by the word of God. So once we know what our negative belief is, and we've also looked at the fruit of what that is in our lives, then we need to really ask, what does God say about this? And go to the word, go to the Bible. Yeah. So we're basically not just the first two steps could feel a little bit sort of insular, like I'm just thinking about my thoughts and now I'm thinking, oh, these thoughts are affecting my behavior. And if we stop there, it'd be probably... Depressing. Well, yeah, and also counterproductive. But if we go to the next step, which is what does God, God's word say about it, now we're actually starting to do something about it. We're not just identifying the problem, we're actually moving forward. Um, and if you write that down as well, especially if it's right next to it on the page, it's kind of like, okay, here's the problem, here's my counter to that problem. Here's my challenge to that problem. And then the fourth thing, so we've had think about your thoughts and write them down. We've had uh, how does that thought affect your behavior? We've then gone on to what does the Bible say about that? The fourth one really is to meditate on that truth. 
So we've got the thought, we've got the, what the Bible says about it, and so we're going to meditate on that. And let me just say about meditation, meditation is not as passive as it sounds. When I think meditation, I think, you know, like a hippie or whatever, someone cross-legged in a meadow kind of humming. But actually, the word meditate means to engage in thought. In other words, choose what I'm thinking about. So we started off with thinking about what I'm thinking about. Now we're actually saying, I'm going to exchange that. I'm going to choose something better to think about, which is meditating on the truth of God's word. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it motivates you, but it certainly does me, is that when I realize that these negative thoughts are holding me back um, and that they actually aren't true, the reason why we hang on to them is because we actually think they are true. But once we realize that God never said that or it's not in line with God's word, then we're like, okay, not serving me for growth, need to get rid of that. Now I need to engage in what is true. It's empowering because it's like a permission given thing. It's almost like, oh, we have to think that way. But in doing this, we're going, hang on a minute. Who ever said that we have to think that way? That God's word is the final authority on what is and what isn't. So therefore, let's go off that. So this is where we get the secateurs out. We get the, the, um, the decluttering tools, if you like, is when we engage in meditating on the truth of God's word. So what we need you to do is on a regular basis throughout the week, maybe you can say three times a week, set time aside, put your timer on to go into God's presence and just meditate on whatever truth um, you need to in order to counter that negative belief. If you can do that regularly and for a prolonged period of time, then you can start to um, do what the Bible says, and that is make your home in God, make your home in that truth, which is basically to remain, to stay yeah. in it. Remain in me and I'll remain in you. That's how we do it. So that's your like individual application or homework, if you like, or um, action from this podcast. But we know that there's um, we can take it to the next level even more because we are part of a community of faith. We're part of a growing community of leaders. Uh, and so we've got forums, we've got gatherings, um, small groups and um, regular places like that where we can actually come and and do a couple of things to take to the next level. So uh, the next time you have one of your leadership life groups, you need to come ready to share with the rest of the group some of the negative mentalities or mindsets that you have identified and you're, you're working hard to try and get rid of and replace with the truth of God's word. And you, you're going you're gonna, to gonna be vulnerable, which is powerful, but you're also going to be um, held account to account for it once it's out in public. Um, then someone's going to be able to say, hey, you're, you're doing that thing again, or how's it going with that way of thinking? And so you've got vulnerability, you've got accountability, uh, and then you know, you've know you got just the power of unity and encouragement. The Bible talks about how we as leaders, we can sharpen each other like, like iron sharpens iron, and putting this stuff, taking it from just in your own head and heart and putting it into a, a, the context of relationships, that's where we're starting to sharpen each other. That's right. And one thing that we don't want it to, to it to be is we don't want it to be overwhelming. So even just picking one, yeah. just one thought, one negative mindset that holds you back and dealing with that in this next season um, is going to be powerful. Yeah, we're not talking about confession, we're talking about growing together, which is exactly what we want to we do. Um, 
That's when right, because we're all about the growth here. Yes, absolutely. That's what we said right at the top of this, that this is a growth season, and that's why we're doing this. There's purpose to the pruning. Uh-huh, or decluttering, as it were. So let's just finish with a little bit further on in that chapter of um, John 15. It says, Jesus speaking, I'm the vine and you are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation, intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood, gathered up and thrown into the bonfire. But if you make yourselves at home with me and my words are at home with you, then you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. This is how my father shows who he is, where you produce grapes and when you become mature um, as my disciples. And that's what we want. That's what we want all our leaders. We want to have that maturity and growth. I thought you meant grapes. Yeah, and grapes. But also grapes. So maturity and grapes. And that's the fruit of, uh, of this podcast. Anyway, uh, fantastic. Thanks so much for listening, watching, uh, creating space. As we said right at the beginning, it is to your uh, benefit, it's to your, it's your investment that, um, that you're even listening to this. So we want to say thank you. Thank you for growing as a leader, taking responsibility for building God's house, building his kingdom. Um, we're excited at the term ahead, the potential of the term ahead, the year ahead. Um, We're looking forward to hearing all the stories about what God does both in you and through you. Thanks, guys. God bless you.